Hey, it's Max, and you're listening to the Millennial Real Podcast. Hope y'all are taking care of yourselves. 2020 came out swinging with disease, death, and depression, but we're trying to bounce back here. Let me take you back to last summer when I talked to my friend Sahil, or is it Sahil? A little inside joke there. We had a really nice conversation about music and how music has been something that has helped him throughout his life. Now, initially, I was inclined to upload the whole thing without edits. And, you know, if there's interest in the whole hour, 40 minutes, I might upload an, uh, an extended version. Because, you know, it's not like we're doing anything important these days anyways. So here we go. This is the Millennial Podcast with Sahil. been so i deleted facebook july last year so almost so 10 almost months yeah, yeah 10 months almost a year um and that was it's interesting because i try to make it out like oh i got off social media that was really the only social media account I yeah had. i didn't have twitter i didn't have instagram i had snapchat for a little bit yeah. i also got rid of that yeah um the only real one i have now is linkedin um for uh-huh. professional reasons yeah. but um yeah i guess a couple of reasons why I got off social media. Um, I guess the biggest one for me is um, it was affecting my mental health, I want to say. Okay. And just how I felt about myself yeah. and, and certain things. Um, I got onto Facebook quite late, like grade 11. Okay. Yeah. And before that, I was pretty you know, okay, like I had friends and all that shit, but when I got into Facebook, I started really obsessing about um, keeping up with friends and, and, you know, messaging people and that sort of thing. um, To the point where it became unhealthy, where you're so focused on, yeah, no, for sure, where you're, you're so focused on something you sent someone and just waiting for their response back. To the point where it creates anxiety, oh, right? Where I would actually send messages to people and then put my phone away, but I would glance at it to see if there was a notification or something like that. Um, and maybe not as bad as other people because FOMO is a real thing and yeah. pretty crushing for, for a lot of people. But it came to the point where I realized that it just wasn't healthy for me anymore. and. And so that was, I guess, the first reason. I, I get uh, the second reason would be, is that this whole time I've always felt that social media is just not—it's uh, not a good representation. And we've all said this, where you have a real life and you have an online life. Yeah. But for me, I guess I just didn't want to live two separate lives, where you have your your actual life where things happen, uh-huh. bad things happen okay. all the time. And you have your online life, which is can be very curated and perfected and in a lot of ways fake, yeah. right? Um, and, and so for me, it just felt kind of bad. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to just live one real life, so. Did you feel like you were living double lives? Not so much, but 
I didn't want it to get to the point where uh, I started feeling okay. that way. Okay. So, I wasn't even that active on social media yeah. too. So yeah. That's I was also... gonna say like you didn't, you weren't like active in, in posting. Exactly that too. That much. So. Yeah. So I guess the exam, the anxiety that I experienced a lot of what I was talking about was more in my teens and maybe early twenties, uh -huh. and then towards the end, as you said, I didn't really use Facebook. I wasn't yeah. very active. And that was the final reason, I guess, was it didn't really serve a purpose for me. Uh -huh. So I got off it. So like beyond, I don't know, keeping in contact with people, right? See, that's the thing that um, I don't know if I regret, but I wish I had done a better job of communicating to people that I was getting off social media. I didn't really make a post or anything. No. I just thought, okay, well, I'm gonna delete my account. If people want to get in contact with me, they can, right? They probably Somehow. have my number or yeah. something. Yeah. And I didn't really think about that. Yeah. Um, so, but also, in terms of my group of people, my friend circle, it's pretty small. Yeah. I have a choice few people that I kind of hang out with and I, I go to. Um, and so, if the platform serves you, in a sense, where you have people abroad that you want to keep in contact mm. with, then absolutely it makes yeah. sense to keep it. But for yeah. me, it just didn't make sense. And, yeah. and in terms of, a, I guess, keeping in touch with people abroad, I do have WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. So, so in a way, I'm not even off Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They probably have a ghost they, profile of me, anyways. So when you when you you actually deleted. Facebook. It wasn't like disabled. This was. I deleted. deleted. Yep. Yep. Wow. Which is pretty incredible. I mean, it's like you're deleting. For me, it was eight years of my life, eight years of your online life. Yeah. yeah. So. So for that entire time, you kind of, like, how how was the anxiety for you? After. Or like, I well, or... so like, what was the lead up like, and then how did you feel afterwards? Um, the lead up was actually not very anxiety inducing or, um, because I kind of knew that I would eventually. Yeah. I just had to sort of do it. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I was thinking about deleting Facebook for maybe three or four months. Okay. And then I just ended up doing it on one day. I said, fuck it. Let me just yeah. do it today. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. It wasn't very anxiety-inducing at that time. Afterwards, I mean, I mean, it's, it's fine. Like, I don't feel the same way. I don't feel the need to always check my phone. Uh huh. Right. Do you, so. You, what was like the worst point that you kind of saw? Now that you reflect back, like, you know, this could have been me if I if I kept Facebook or if I had other social media. Um, hmm, that's a good one. Like the worst that I experienced or the worst that I would, that I would envision myself experiencing? Uh, what's the worst that you experienced? Worst I experienced? Yeah. Well, if we can get a little personal. Okay. <laughs> um, that's what we're here for. I mean, <laughs> it's a therapy it's session, probably, not really. <laughs> no, no, this is very good. <laughs> Everyone should go to therapy, it's good. <laughs> that's true. Therapy itself is just talking to people, yeah. right? Which is great. Um, not licensed, though. <laughs> I can vouch for Max, man. <laughs> um, in I think it was grade eleven or so, 
where, um, and grade 11 was kind of tough for me because yeah. I've mentioned this to a couple of people, but I just felt really lonely. Okay. I had a lot of friends and um, I used to be a part of a lot of friend groups yeah. in high school, but I never really felt like I had a true best friend okay. that I could go to or something like yeah. that. And so through Facebook, I tried to, I guess, befriend people and, and just sort of cultivate that friendship circle for myself. Yeah. And it wasn't going great. Um, also because I think, I don't know, at the same time, I do want to stay true to myself. I don't want to compromise or change myself in a way yeah. that will um, allow me to, to be friends with others. And it came to a point where I just sort of broke down. I think this was grade 11 or so. Yeah. And it was in front of my parents too okay. and my sister. And I, I kept telling them that it's so hard to make friends yeah. in high school. Yeah. Like I feel so socially isolated. Um, I feel like I have no friends. I, I remember distinctly telling them that. Yeah. And uh, so then they were like, oh shit, what's going on? <laughs> I mean, we have this 16 year old kid in high school <laughs> and yeah. he's going through all of this. Yeah. Um, but then I think things, I, th I feel like I had to hit that rock bottom mm -hmm. in order to rebound and build myself up again. Yeah. Because after that, I realized that I couldn't depend on other people and, and just sort of keep going around and trying to make friends with people. I, yeah. I really had to make a concentrated, concerted effort to, um, to I guess, get what I want, which is um, a really great friend. And eventually, I did that. Um, I made three great friends in high school, yeah. and we're still friends now. Nice. So. Like you don't get all the internet memes. No. So then, so then it's harder <laughs> to relate to people. My relationship with memes is very, it's kind of bittersweet because you and I, you know, we started back in 2007. <laughs> we were reading Rage Comics and all that yeah, shit, yeah, right? Yeah. We had the original troll face and all that. <laughs> we were like, we were part of that pioneering generation of yeah. memes, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, we got on Reddit in 2009, 2010. So, um, <laughs> And now memes are everywhere, and I used to love memes, and now yeah. it's just it's just an, uh, not the same anymore. Not the same. It's a lost part of me. Yeah. And maybe that's the the curmudgeon-y kind <laughs> of <laughs> the the I don't know high class version of a meme consumer. But um, <laughs> no, because it was such a big part of my life. Yeah. Right? Um, but now. And as you said, so many memes are spread through social media. Yeah. I'm not on social You're media. Not on social media. I don't see, see them anymore. Don't know the um, memes. I will say though that uh, it is bittersweet, but the sweet part is that I have a lot more time, right? If, while I'm not on social media, and I'm not consuming memes as much. What do you What do you do with all that time? <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I explore the world. No, uh, <laughs> I um. I've started reading a lot more, okay. and that's really big. I've started setting reading challenges for me since 2015, yeah. 2016, um, which is really fun. Sort of. I never meet them. I met them once, like, like how one many year. Books per yeah, year? Okay. yeah, yeah. So if you go on Goodreads.com, yeah. yeah. um, 
and you can set a reading challenge for yourself. Yeah. So the first year I said, I'm going to read 35 books oh, this man. year. Like, and how many did you actually get? 17 maybe. Uh, it's not bad. Half. Half, half is good. Yeah. Half is pretty good. Maybe half. And then the next year I did 20. I finished that one I think. Yeah. And then this year I'm doing 20 again. Nice. So. Nice. So yeah. Realistic goals. Yeah. You start off high and then you, you kind of realize that you can't do that. Um, <laughs> so yeah. I don't know like read one book and like yes. Yeah. Accomplished. You make more time for for things that, that mean something to you. Yeah. Personal fulfillment, right? Nice. I started going back to the gym and ran a run, like a race last year for mental health. Nice, yeah. Um, I, I was actually here. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, play in a band once a week. Um, I watch movies, listen to music. Yeah. Regular, regular people shit. Yeah, no, but the kind of things that I want to do, right? Yeah. Um, and I feel much more, I guess, at peace because I don't have that anxiety of looking at my phone all the time. Yeah. Um, That's nice. Yeah. It is nice that way. But I think I'll, I will say that if you or anyone who's listening to this is thinking sort of along the same lines of getting off social media, I think we're at the point where it's so ingrained in our lives that just getting rid of, rid of it cold turkey is a pretty big shock. To a lot is. of people, and it so is. what I would advise, and I've told this to other people, is you know, just take a break for like a week or something, mm. see how you are, right? Um, if you don't go on, and they, they they talk about this in lots of articles, these kinds of cleanses where you yeah. go off somewhere yeah. with no internet yeah, yeah. in the middle of the Himalayas somewhere, <laughs> and um, for a month, and you don't have access to the internet, and so try it, I would say. Um, yeah. If you're feeling that anxiety, if it's working for you, then I mean, what can I say? It's working for you. I'm not going to tell you to get off social media just because it worked for me. You you mentioned a band. Yeah. Tell tell me more. What what, what is this band? Um, so we're not really a band, I guess. We're more of a, I would call it a collective. When I think of collective. a band. I think of um, it's a group. It's a group of what? Would you say Nickelback? <laughs> I was gonna say Imagine Dragons. Uh, uh, okay. Which Each uh, generic. Which um, yeah, which band? Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, no, because when I think of a band, I think of a bunch of people who they play together, but they also go out and they might play concerts together, or okay. they're, they're very much. They're, 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 I guess they're, they're, how do I describe this? Their responsibility in the band is very clear cut, right? So you have the, you have the, yeah, you have a role. You're, you're the drummer, you're the singer, the yeah. guitarist, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so, but for me, um, and this collective is with my friends, okay. we, we just get together and play music. Okay. And so we, we're not really in it to, have a concert You're not or something. So, for the purposes of distribution. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's not to say we aren't creating because we're actually we're making an album right now. Oh, are you? Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and it's going really well. I, mean, I was just at their place last night, and um, 
hopefully we can finish it by the end of this year. <laughs> but uh, we started in July of last year, and okay. it's tough with schedules. We yeah. try and meet up once yeah. a week, but um, yeah. But so what is the name of this band? Not band collective. name pending. Oh, wait, what? Collective name pending. Collective name pending. So there's no name. We don't have a name right now, okay. and I feel that's a big part of it, is you don't want to force certain things. If we were actually part of the music industry, we would have to get certain things done. Right. Okay, get your shit together, and <laughs> what's your band name, what's your genre of music, right? Who's who, and yeah. um, what's, what's your brand, right? So yeah. much about music is branding, too. Yes. Um, and so for us, we're not really concerned with that. We don't have a band name. Um, but when you when you post it on Bandcamp.com, <laughs> how did you know? <laughs> or SoundCloud. Yeah. Uh, you gotta you gotta you gotta use a name. Yeah, absolutely. But I feel like we let it naturally occur. Yeah. Right? We're not trying to force a band name. We tried. No. Believe me, we tried in the back. <laughs> yeah, no, we totally did, and we came up with all these stupid ass names. Yeah. Um, and we we even had a band name in high school. So these are the same people. Yeah. We used to be called Fallen Red. Fallen Red. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we're not called that now. <laughs> we're band name. That's so. That's so like. I don't know. Sounds like a real emo. Very emo. Yeah. Very emo. It's like in the vein of My Chemical Romance. Yeah. Fallen, Fallen Red. Red. Or, what is it? Good Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that's what I love so much about this music is we don't try and force anything you have to let things happen naturally yeah if we had real stakes i mean if we were on a record contract sure. or something yeah. Have, yeah. then you have to force it but this is more of a hobby thing than... absolutely yeah so much more relaxed it is yeah um, how many how many tracks do you guys have so far um so i guess there's two answers to that question um the album itself is going to be five songs okay um and they're long songs how long <laughs> some of i mean not all of them are long but the longest is probably 14 minutes because they're different segments to it um, okay the way we go about writing the album is we're not writing it from a musical perspective we started off with a story okay so there's an actual concept to the album okay it. so we're doing that so as far as the album goes we have five songs but we've done many takes and stems and, and we've recorded different parts that we thought we could maybe incorporate yeah. into the songs yeah. and so in terms of recordings we probably have hundreds uh-huh i mean and they're all on our one drive <laughs> which i won't give you a link to <laughs> don't want to hear this uh, the, uh, the stems <laughs> the stems exactly so yeah so we'll release the album and then we'll we'll do a, a b-sides with all the banter and all the dumbass jokes. I want, I want some uh, yeah. skits. Oh yeah, we skits have skits. needs to come back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not enough skits these Just days. Just like '90s rap albums. Yeah, man. We bring it back. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> we have a 60 minutes. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> it's not even a song. It's just we re we we turned the recorder on, and uh, um, we started just playing random shit, and. At some point, we realized we were at 35 minutes, so I was like, you know what? Might as well make it an hour. We're more than halfway there. Let's just go for 60. So we did that. She just kept so, Yeah. So in a way, it's, I mean, it's music, but it's just a normal part of hanging out with those people. Yeah. Music is the vehicle of, of collaboration and, um, um, I guess, uh, continuing that friendship. Yeah. That's nice. what I really enjoy. Yeah. yeah.
what? You said you can't. Well, I guess you didn't really say this, but could you classify the genre of music that you're creating right now? Um, sort of. Okay. Um, I guess it is a mixture of well, like rock, <laughs> yeah. rock music, and uh, we use Indian instruments. Okay. So we, we actually incorporate harmonium and tabla and um, looking at getting other Indian instruments too. Yeah. Because all three of us are Indian. Um, so <laughs> it's going to be. <laughs> We're gonna call ourselves Brown Sound. <laughs> new name, new bit, new band name. Brown Sound. I just, I just picture fart noises then. <laughs> brown Sound. Okay, maybe not. Uh, so it's sort of that. We make dreamy music too, but what I really like is we don't limit to ourselves. We don't limit ourselves to a specific genre. We draw upon our different influences. So, I mean, and we have a lot of influences. Yeah. One. One person in our band, he's very much into Sufjan Stevens and folk music, okay. and he's very lyrics based. Yeah. The other is more of a jazz enthusiast, yeah. so he, get, he takes a lot of influence from Thelonious Monk and Charles Mingus and a lot of the great jazz musicians. Yeah. Me, I, um, I'm kind of all over the place, but I like a lot of um, 90s indie sour punk rock, okay. like Slint and Unwound. All these names are probably, you know, maybe most people wouldn't know. It's already but, going over my head. Yeah, I know, sorry. But here, like, also we love Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> like, he's such a... And Sean Kingston, and, apparently. And Sean Kingston. Yeah, no, we bumped Sean <laughs> Kingston. Soldier Boy, man. We bumped Soldier Boy. <laughs> but right now, like, Kendrick Lamar, Brockhampton, we have a lot of contemporary influences, too, that mean a lot to us. Yeah. And Kendrick, I think, in terms of storytelling, because what he did with... Good Kid, Mad City, and, and To Pimp a Butterfly's two main albums is, it's just incredible in terms of storytelling. And we take a lot of inspiration from that because we're telling a similar story on this album. And then Brockhampton, because they're the same age as, as us, and yeah. some of them are younger than us. Yeah. And just the fact that they were able to create that collective and come together and make music on their own terms without a major record label is really inspiring. Um, Kevin Abstract especially. Like yeah, that yeah. guy is just a visionary. So yeah. Yeah, you got me talking about music. We have to do another episode. Because <laughs> I can go for hours about music. Dude, you should just start your own weren't you gonna start your own thing with I the, was, yeah. Music? I remember you um, you had something on you did like a YouTube video. Was it a review video? It was, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was um that was four years ago. <laughs> did you watch it? I watched it. I don't remember much of it, but um, I did watch it. Yeah, Is that it still was up? no I took okay, it down. Okay, okay. It's unlisted or private okay. or something. Um, Are you gonna do something like that again though? Maybe not that again, because that was a that was my top fifty albums, I think, of right. twenty fifteen. Yeah. And I took a lot of inspiration from the needle drop. Yeah. I've been watching since 2011. Like Fantano's great to me. Yeah. Um, but I've sort of moved away from reviews. I also I also used to write reviews for music websites mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah, so, you did do that. Yeah, and for the school paper too. Yeah. But I kind of stopped that now. I'm not really into reviewing. What I want to do is have genuine conversations with people about, I guess, mainly music. But yeah. I mean, if you go off track, you, I don't want to. I don't want to 
stop them and say, okay, let's get back to what we were talking about. Yeah. I think the best conversations I've ever had are ones that flow naturally mm. and are not stunted by um, stipulations or, or certain yeah. topics that you mm. have to talk about. Formats. Yeah, certain formats, which is why I hate talk shows. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, they're, they're kind of not great. But, <laughs> but this podcast, for example. Fantastic. Yeah, and you know, if you follow Max Ren, you know, get a 20% discount on audible.com. Um, you know, use the code. Use the code. <laughs> I'm doing a lot of branding for you today. <laughs> I wish I had a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, but eventually I do want to. sponsors my bank account? That would be awesome, yeah. It's, okay, it's free. But yeah, eventually I do want to have a, my own podcast where yeah. I do that sort of thing. If you want to be a guest, by all means. I, I think we have good music conversations. Yeah. Sure, I love pop music, but there are certain artists from all generations that really stick with me yeah. to the point where music is... I have a very close relationship with music. Yeah. It means a lot to me. Um, probably in an unhealthy way too, where it's taken the place of like genuine social interaction, but... Um, you gotta explain this. Oh, like if um, if I get mad about shit, yeah. I'm not gonna talk about it with people. Yeah. I'll listen to an album and I'll go for a walk. Really? And yeah, and there's certain al albums that I'll default to when I'm in um, certain moods. Yeah. And I think that's okay. Um, yeah. For sure, it's healthy to talk to people, but um, music is definitely something that's helped me cope yeah. with a lot of stuff. Yeah. With a lot of emotions, happiness, sadness, wow. um, anger. Okay. Yeah. So, when you were re relating this back to uh, grade 11, <laughs> <laughs> what, was, what was the album or music choices you were listening to when you were uh, at, that, at that stage? I guess uh, specifically when I was feeling anxious and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, I listened to a lot of metal in okay, high school. Okay. I'm sure you remember this. Yeah, um, yeah I think you're yeah. probably the biggest metal head. <laughs> no, 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 it was, I don't want to, you know, for, for privacy, I don't want to say their name, but right. the, there's two others who are really into metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They turned me on to a lot of music. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, metal, metal for me in high school was a cathartic experience too. Yeah because you could just kind of listen to it and just let the anger flow out. Uh -huh. um, but also I enjoyed it too. I mean, yeah. listening to metal, even now when I don't even listen to it as much, it does bring me a lot of joy because mm -hmm. there are certain aspects of metal and the way it sounds that just make me really happy. Okay. Um, um, but yeah, back then, I guess it was metal. Um, trying to think if there was specific I guess Radiohead okay. Radiohead is uh, generally can be pretty depressing or yeah. ruminating yeah <laughs> so I would put that on um, a lot of 90s music too mm. I guess that was it uh, Weezer Our Lady Peace those kinds of bands yeah and those are the bands that really stick with you especially in high school I feel like Green Day and Weezer, those kinds of bands, those are meant for high school people, right? <laughs> yeah. And they're so great. The, the teenagers. Yeah, because they're so straightforward. Yeah. You can understand them. You can understand the, the pain and the the uh, the emotions. So. Yeah. 
podcast. So just just a quick rundown of like some some simple emotions. And I want you to give like I don't know an album or a song. Oh, hold for plane. No. What's helicopter? Hold for helicopter. So I just want you to give, you know, an album, artist, yep. song for for some emotion. So I'm gonna give you a hundred for each emotion. Right. Is that okay? We're not gonna have that much. You ready? Time, but right. We'll make time. <laughs> I got time. Um, so so if you're happy, what do you listen to? Happy. Uh, okay. Was it easier if I go sad first or? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no 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 no. Happy. Um, one that comes to mind is the Avalanches. They are uh, kind of a musical, electronic, and hip hop collective from Australia. Okay. Um, and they put out this incredible album called Since I Left You in 2000. It's basically is a bunch happy? of yeah. It's <laughs> okay. really happy, and it's it sounds it sounds like you're at a tropical dance party the wow. whole time. Okay. Um, even though the album is sad. Oh, maybe I picked the wrong one. <laughs> but no, no, no. It, I feel happy when I listen to you it. You feel happy when I right, No, and this is I'll just subjective. Say, this is I'll subjective. just say, this is incredible. But apparently, the album is all sample-based. Okay. And they call this plunder phonics. It's basically using turntables and everything. Yeah. They have, according wow. to them, over 3,500 different samples on the album. That's crazy. Which is, yeah, it's just nuts. So, yeah. Since I Left You by The Avalanches. Okay. That's, that's happy. Uh, what is sad? <laughs> see, there are many different shades of sad. Um, let's see. Let's. Uh, you. Uh, you dropped your ice cream. Kind of sad. <laughs> like you were really looking forward to something, and then it didn't happen. Looking forward to something, and it didn't really happen. Yeah. Didn't go the way that you planned. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, that's a tough one. I have many sad. Okay. Albums. I, I get sad a lot. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but like when sad voice. <laughs> when you when you hear the word, okay, let's go with you hear the word sad. What pops into your head? I think of. Um, oh, this is tough. Can I give maybe three? Yeah, good. Three different flavors. So okay. there's, there's, there's sad, and I guess wanting to be alone. And that is uh, Nick Drake, and he put out an album called Pink Moon. It's a very stripped-back folk album from the 70s, um, and I think he died like a, maybe a few months after, or maybe even before it was released. And it's just so somber and kind of quiet that when you feel sad and you want to be alone, it's the perfect thing to throw on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Nick Drake. Um, I think the Beach Boys' Pet Sounds album is very sad, even though it sounds very jovial. Yeah. Um, that is a very well-regarded album. If you look at any best of lists, it's typically on there. But so much of that album feels like it's it's uh, tugging at people's heartstrings. Yeah. That one would be more about, I guess, love, unrequited love, <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So th that one's a. A sad album. I guess Weezer too with Pinkerton. That's okay. a very sad album too. But that's more of a breakup album. Yeah. I feel. So yeah, those. Is that your three. top breakup album? Would be one. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I guess it would be. Cause whenever I feel like I'm in that situation, I put that <laughs> on. 
even like when I'm going to the situation, I have the CD in the car and be like, really? okay, once it's over, let's put this on. <laughs> just getting ready. Getting yeah, I'm ready. just preparing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what are some other emotions? <laughs> uh, anger? Yeah, anger. That's it. That's it. So anger manifests itself in punk rock and metal. Yeah. And so, uh, and then different shades of anger, but I feel like one would be, oh, this is tough. See, I don't get really angry these days anymore. So it's kind of hard to remember. But one that when I did get angry a lot was um, uh, the Deftones which were, uh, I guess they still are, a metal band, alternative metal band yeah. from the US. And what was really interesting about them is it's metal, but it felt very emotional too, because they used to add harmonies and they used to incorporate elements of dream pop and, and um, really, I guess, heart pulling, heart, heart, heart uh, tugging at your heartstrings melodies. So yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what I would put on. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Anger, yeah. I'm very distracted by this wedding shoot. So, let's go with this, that. Has that been happening the whole time? Uh, not the whole time, maybe like... Oh, uh, shit. Maybe like 10 minutes. They, they like... The, the bride walked in and then they're just setting up now. I didn't even see that. I yeah, know, you're facing this as you were. Yeah, yeah, But, yeah. Uh, let's stick on... Going with the theme of marriage... Uh, weddings. <laughs> weddings. Uh, what, if, what is something you would put on if you were, you know happy at a wedding day well i mean you gotta be bangra man <laughs> i'm just gonna say it like, as an indian <laughs> as we an have indian. some pretty awesome weddings nice, nice so when we go to weddings you gotta put on the that, gotta put on the that awesome music put on. Right? what if you were left at the altar what would you, what would you put on? oh shit um, not, not saying that this might happen for these guys but weezer pinkerton <laughs> <laughs> is that like your go-to <laughs> i have go to is hitting the fan yeah when hit shit hits the fan, he's just still a fan. Weezer. <laughs> Weezer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think an interesting emotion is loneliness. Mm. And maybe that's not an emotion, but just wanting to Some be feeling. alone. Yeah, yeah, a feeling that you want to be on your own for, for a time being. Yeah. Um, there is an album called Spiderland by Slint. And I talk about this album so much that it very well may be my favorite album of all yeah. time but there's um, on the album they talk about loneliness and, and solitude and and I guess anxiety and um, the if I can go on a bit of a rant no, if that's ahead. okay go ahead. Go so ahead. I mean the band itself is quite tragic too because when they were recording the album um, there was a lot of band infighting, okay. and um, how did they get this album back? <laughs> honestly, I don't know, because they they wrote this album and then they broke up afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the singers had to check himself into a, a mental hospital oh afterwards, and um, the music is is itself very tortured. Yeah. I would describe it as that. Okay. It's kind of it's post rock mixed with like hardcore and. It's really sour and kind of ugly at times, but um, it's very comforting in a weird way for me where I can put that on while I'm alone and when I want to be alone. And it it does its job, right? It just 
comforts me in that zone while while I'm alone. Do you feel better yeah. after you listen? So like if you're feeling those emotions and then you listen to applicable albums to your mood. Yeah. Uh, do you feel? Do you feel better? I do. About the situation or whatever it might be. I do. Yeah. And that's one of the main reasons why I listen to that album, right? Is you're just trying to cope with the current situation. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I've, I'm so used to putting on certain music when I'm in a, a, a mood, right? Yeah. So, um, and you have your albums that you go back to. I mean, that's why we've been talking about this yeah. the whole time. You yeah. have your, your select few. Like, they're always in my head. I'm always thinking about them. Yeah. And they're almost like snapshots of different points in my life yeah. too yeah. Where I almost want to hang them up on the wall and just <laughs> that's what I like about, a, that's yeah. what I like about music it's like once you or like any piece of art really like you it's always a reflection of that time right what what the situation was when it happened when yeah. you've created the thing um, and it's like a like you know it's a it's like almost like a time capsule, right? You look back at it, you're like, you reflect, you're like, oh yeah, these things, this, this, this led up to this thing, and it's like, oh wow, like, really cool, really awesome that this happened, and you have like something that you made as like a token. You're like, yeah, as it, it might be like a really bad breakup. You're like, I hate remembering this, but because I see it, it's like, you know, it's still a fond memory. It is, yeah, it's part of your life. And, I mean, I'm very guilty of enjoying nostalgia. I'm a very nostalgic <laughs> person. I'll go back and I think of my childhood and the kind of music that I grew up on, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, do you, you remember that stuff? I do, yeah. yeah. Like, I remember when I was four or five and my sister was playing the Beastie Boys in her room. Really? Yeah. And, I mean, the, to this day, the Beastie Boys are still one of my favorite groups. Yeah. I, mean, I was playing them yesterday. Nice. The, those are the kinds of memories that stick with me. Um, and those are the kinds of memories I cherish, right? That I don't want to forget. Um, like even, I was 14 and taking the bus to, to high school. And you think by this point I would have an iPod or something. Nah, man took a CD player to school with a bunch you of had CDs. You a CD player? Yeah, with what? a bunch of CDs in my bag. Oh, man. <laughs> and I... Co- Wait, you had CDs in your bag? In my bag, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I would play, like, Sloan, uh, a <laughs> band. Like, uh, they, there's this album, Twice Removed. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I would play that on the bus on the way to school. That's crazy. And I remember it so distinctly. And then I remember it showing it to... Can we say names? Or no? If you want. I'd... Up to you. I, I remember showing. If they're generic it. names. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I remember showing it to someone, and he was like, "Why do you have a CD player?" I said, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Didn't I didn't want to show I, you yeah, anyways. Regardless, <laughs> ignore ignore the medium. <laughs> Listen to the music. <laughs> so, so to, to just kind of wrap up, um, just tell the people what. What's been going on in your life? Um, I mean, what's what has been going on? I don't know. I work. You work. I go to school. Go to school. What are you going yeah. to school for? Uh, I uh, I go. I'm in a master's program. Okay. I study. Uh, so the program is called spatial analysis, but basically, it deals with the analysis of location. So, um, most things have a location and we're studying how that impacts 
that particular thing. So yeah. um, it has really a lot of applications in, in retail, in, um, in environmental projects, engineering projects for sure. It's, it runs the gamut. It's everywhere. Um, another name for it is GIS or Geographic Information Systems. So doing a master's in that, really enjoying it. Um, Putting out an album. Putting out an end album. End of 2019. Hopefully. Brown yeah. sound. Finger, you know what fingers it is. crossed. <laughs> yeah. Pick it up at HMV. Oh, wait. No. <laughs> uh, pick it up at Sunrise Records. Sunrise Records. Fairview Mall. You Best know. Buy. Best Buy. Amazon. Yeah. You know, get, get it through my Amazon Associates link. <laughs> Send me a bit of money. No, no. Uh, yeah, eventually put out an album. And I mean, I'm not very good at telling people about this, but if you know, if you do want to listen to it, just find me or find Max. And <laughs> I'll find out a way. I'll, I'll courier pigeon it to you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. What else? I don't know. I'm trying to enjoy the summer, going to concerts and things. Hopefully, yeah. Not any at the moment, but any plans for the summer? Trying to work on this album as much as possible, honestly. Yeah. yeah. And and put put more effort into things like going to the gym and staying healthy. Yeah. Sorts of things. Just self development. Just just sort of the baseline. Keep 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 alive. The baseline things that you need to do yeah, yeah. in order to ensure that you can nice. do everything else. So, yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> that's it. That's true. Yeah. What about you? Uh not much. Just well, trying to work. Got to go to the gym as well, hopefully. Um, yeah, more self-development, this podcast. Uh, maybe work on some websites if I can. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, we'll see. You want most help? Of, most of these for myself. Do you, do you want to you, you work on stuff? I mean, I can, I can sure. add you to the, the projects. I don't actually have anything planned um, in terms of, like, actual... Like, I have ideas, I've started on them, I just don't have, like, you know, sprint planning or, like, any of that, uh, Jira boards. Not <laughs> that. I don't have any of True. that. I just, I just have ideas in my head. Um, I can help plan. I do a lot of planning I'll for sick. my work, so project management. Sick. I'll bring you on as project manager. <laughs> PM. For my, for Get my me a subscription to Asana. <laughs> no, no, no. We don't. We use Trello. Okay. Trello is open source. The free, tr the free version? The free version. The free exactly. One? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else that I did not ask you about that you um, want to talk about? I read. So I think, yeah, I know. Just in terms of personal, professional development, always trying to better yourself. Yeah. If I can say one thing, and so many people say it, it's just read, right? I try to... Just read. Just Yeah, just read shit, like, and different things, too. I read a book called Red Rising, really okay. good dystopian novel last week. Now I'm reading a, a book from 1983 about bosses. Okay. It's called Boss is a Four-Letter Word. It's really outdated, but, okay. <laughs> but it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Those kinds of things. Sick. Make time for that, too. And yeah, uh, appreciate you having me on the podcast yeah, thank too. Thank you for coming. I on. always enjoy these sorts of things. Yeah, you'll uh, you'll hear it next year, <laughs> okay. and then you can think about it. You want some help with the editing? <laughs> I can do that too. Uh, That's it for this episode of the Millennial Real Podcast. I cannot believe how well I predicted how long it would take me to release this episode. It's as if I know myself or something. 
In any case, probably won't be another episode for a little while, at least not featuring other people. Big thanks to Sahil for being on this podcast. I know he's been very eager to hear it, so here you go. Hope you're not too embarrassed about anything in this episode. In any case, friends, I hope you stay safe out there, wash your hands, social distance, and stay positive. Talk to you soon.